Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to Tawheed in the Creation, exploring the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, usually. But tonight we are focusing on coronavirus and looking at the lockdown and uh, how this impacts uh, society, how this impacts uh, the world globally. And later on we'll be looking at how we derive benefit from these challenges, how we as Muslims need to look at the challenges placed before mankind and and having that hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah well my guest online is uh Bidasani Mani Bidasani assalamu alaikum and welcome to the show once again wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Muhammad Fasih and the listeners out there now Bidasani let's just reflect for a moment on the current situation in South Africa uh, and obviously globally but particularly in South Africa when it comes to the economic impacts and the health impacts of coronavirus how should we as Muslims understand this in the sense where we we say that all good and bad comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when times of difficulty when the time of plague uh, arrives that even that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah Muhammad Fasih um, one of the things that um, when people are co- confronted with difficulties or a crisis or a hardship or a calamity in their lives uh, and, it's, and it's difficult, then they ask, why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testing me like this? It's a question that people, they won't say it aloud, but they'll say it to themselves because they know it's not the kind of question that one should be asking. But people do ask them. They ask the question, and um, the reason why they don't want to say it aloud so that others can hear is because although they know it's wrong, they don't know actually how to deal with the question of calamities and hardship. Now, that is directly related to our understanding of Tawheed. We must understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created difficulties and hardships in our lives. It will be part of our lives until the day we die, not only for us, but for every single person, regardless of their piety or their rank. Even the prophets, uh, the blessed prophets, were tested right up until the end. It's part of life. But the very starting point um, to make it easier to understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us on the dunya throughout our lives will be if we couple that to the understanding that life in the dunya has everything to do with the akhirah. There's two parts of our lives. The one part of our life that's spent on the dunya while we're in our physical bodies and then there is the akhirah that has to do with our ruh and our soul. And whatever difficulty we experience on the dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most fair. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take that into account and reward us. We will get the benefit of every difficulty that we have experienced on the dunya, but we will get it in the akhirah. Now, that means, therefore, you cannot just look at your situation as it 
pertains to the dunya. You have to realize at all times there is an afterlife. There is a year after. And whatever happens in our lives here has a direct bearing on what benefits or punishment we are going to get in the akhirah. Now, but Asani, let's just reflect for a moment on the current situation in South Africa uh, and obviously globally, but particularly in South Africa when it comes to the economic impacts and the health impacts of coronavirus. How should we as Muslims understand this in the sense where we, we say that all good and bad comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So when times of difficulty, when the time of plague uh, arrives, that even that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The situation in the world is looking more and more bleak. Everybody is talking about the flattening of the curve. Now, <laughs> to illustrate the concept of what they're actually talking about, the flattening of the curve, if you're climbing a hill, any hill, then you want to get to the summit of the hill. Then after the summit, you have a decline. You have a downward trend. And they are hoping to get to the summit, the top of the curve, they work out that it's going to start flattening out. It's not going to be so steep. And the less flat it becomes, the more the indication that they've overcome the crisis and that things will start improving from that point onwards. Now, we are far from that in the world. The only places, and there's only two or three countries that have reached a point in their uh, struggle against this virus uh, where it started to flatten out. Um, and in particular, we know the one is China and the other one is Korea, South Korea. They have reached a point where their death rate is not increasing, it's actually decreasing. And it looks as if they're getting to a point of where things are kind of under control. In the Western part of the world, and especially in Africa, we haven't seen the full effect of COVID-19 yet. The scary one of it all, in my view, is what is actually happening in America. I made some predictions last week where I said that in my view, the number of cases in America will probably be the same as the combined rest of the world before the end of the month. And the way the curve is looking it's climbing up and up and up and up. And if, the, if this trend continues, the longer it goes on and the steeper the curve, the more the countries, uh, the United States economy will be affected. And if that economy is affected in the way that it's looking now, then the whole world economy will be in one of the deepest economic crises for more than 100 years. That will impact on every single country in the world, including our own country. So these things might sound scary, but it's better that we recognize the reality of how deep this crisis really is so that we can make the necessary preparations in our own lives. And also, why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us like this? It is supposed to be a blessing for us. Are we extracting the blessing is it strengthening our iman and our taqwa or are we becoming more shaky and worried and panicky about what, what is happening? I think those are some of the conflicts that all of us are experiencing in one way or, or another. 
We say we believe in Allah, but we're still scared. We still fear what is going to happen, uh, both in terms of the country, our jobs, our health. Our health, I think most people didn't sink in properly yet. They think that these things are going to affect other people, not really us. But as it goes on for longer, we will see it will start getting closer and closer to our own families and friends that we are associated with. The voice of Balisa Alimani, this is the program Tawheed the Creation. This evening, we are exploring the aspect of COVID-19 connected to lockdown and what potentially might a post-lockdown South Africa look like. Obviously, there are certain challenges at the moment and the economy will be impacted and is being impacted. So how do we need to do things differently and how do we need to prepare ourselves for the challenges that this might come with? Well, when we return after the break, inshallah, we will continue. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Tawheed and the Creation. This evening, looking at the impact of COVID-19 on the world in the long term. And later, we will reflect on how we can extract the good from this experience, even in light of all the challenges. Now, I want to just pause for a moment and look at how integrated everything is. Uh, How when one shuts down a country by restricting movement, how that has an economic impact uh, and affects health services, etc. So basically, uh, like a domino effect. Yes, Muhammad um, um I'm not an a economist, but what I can say is that it's well known that China is the second largest economy in the world. They're reasonably far behind, but not that far behind the United States. The fact that China is starting to get out of the crisis and America is going deeper and deeper into their crisis, we could well have a situation where China becomes the number one country uh, in the world. And if that happens, it's going to have a drastic effect on all international relationships, like the United Nations and uh, what happened with the uh, forum that they had on the global warming and other forums like that. And unfortunately, when Donald Trump came in as the president, he took a decision that said America first. With that decision came a attitude of not supporting these international organizations and the decisions that they took. If China comes in, China's always been a country that played their part in international affairs and looked at the interests of the rest of the world. Now, maybe that could be a positive spin-off, but I'm going to leave it like that because um, I am now touching on things that could happen. But what I would say for now is there's going to be a drastic reorganization of the importance of, you know, if you see the movies, (laughs) uh, when there's pandemics, they have almost like, the key countries coming together and they take decisions on behalf of the world that's in in the interest of the entire world. We don't have that now. And we hope, inshallah, that after this, that we will have a reorganization and a rethink 
about the importance of these organizations so that we can look after the poorer countries like Africa, uh, some of the Latin American countries, and where there's lots of poverty and starvation, that the richer countries take responsibility for those things that's happening in the world. And out of that, we should learn the lesson. Let's not wait for that to happen. Let's start at our own doorsteps. Let's try already and reorientate our thinking towards the poor and the starving and the old and the needy in our own communities. And I must say, I've been pleasantly surprised from all the um, WhatsApps that I got, in fact, even from my daughter, that the neighborhood watch in their area has decided that they're going to take responsibility of collecting food parcels and monies to assist the people in one of the informal areas in the area that's close by where she lives. Because it's not a question only of food. There's the question of electricity. People don't have money to to pay their rent, but maybe they can work out something with the landlords or the banks. But if you don't have electricity and you don't have food, those are immediate things. And unless we take on the responsibility to assist where we can, then we're missing out on a golden opportunity for ourselves. This is Tawheed in the Creation. This evening we are looking at COVID-19 and the potential after effects of a lockdown. Uh, when we return, we will look at how we can derive benefit uh, during times of difficulty. Welcome back to Tawheed and the Creation. This evening, we are looking at the challenges associated with lockdown and the potential long-term impacts. Now, let's talk about how we as Muslims need to view this test or lesson as a way of strengthening our Iman. Muhammad Fasih, we should go back to Tawheed, our understanding of Tawheed. The first thing that we must remember is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not benefit from our suffering. Now the question can arise, if Allah does not benefit from our suffering, then why are we going through these things? Because if it is, no matter what we do, whether it is good or bad, we can, all the entire globe can do the worst things. They can reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can insult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can be disobedient. They can commit the worst sins. It won't affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the slightest way whatsoever. In the same way, if all of the entire globe were to become Muslim and were to become extremely pious and do exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it won't affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way whatsoever. Because if you if you consider that point, then you must realize that if you think your ibadah is something that Allah needs, then it means that whatever we're doing on on earth, whether it's good or bad, changes the state of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That would be a grave sin because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so perfect that nothing can change or lessen or increase the already perfect state and greatness and utter perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever we do, if it doesn't affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then why are we being put through these hardships? 
we must link that to the understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is utterly fair, compassionate, and merciful. So within these hardships are blessings that's intended for us to improve on our closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of it would not be easy to identify, especially when things are going wrong and there are so many problems on all fronts to extract what is the actual benefit for me as an individual. We all have to individually seek and extract the benefits that are hidden in these difficulties and hardships. Now, for some people, it might be this, and for some people, it might be, be something else. Let me give an example. People who have become complacent about their wealth, they might have a business where they've been extremely successful, and they've dealt with their wealth in a way where they think they're going to be having it forever. For them, they suddenly confronted with a potential benefit in that that now out of this hardship, they suddenly realize their wealth doesn't really belong to them. It's actually a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another instance, and one can go through several examples, but I just want to cite one more. And that is that we go through these difficult times now, and you suddenly find that people are all locked together in one home. Things that they've not had for ages, maybe never. But now they have to start living with one another. And where there have been poor relationships and people never had the time to speak, all of a sudden you find that people start getting to understand one another better because they are in a state of being tested and there's difficulty and hardship. So they are more forgiving, more understanding, and you start building relationships that has been not in a good state before this. Every single household must look at extracting the benefit for them. And for each one, it will be different. So the benefits are there. We must just search for it. And then we will understand what a great blessing all these difficulties that we are experiencing now, what blessings they really uh, present to all of us. But Sally, uh, let's address the aspect of tawakal. Uh, complete trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in light of the huge challenges facing this world. How do we maintain the view that all the tests that mankind is going through, uh, that there is benefit in it for him? Muhammad Fasih, I want to quote a hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and I open quote, whoever Allah wants good for, he puts them to test and through difficulties like a diamond or some metal that has to be burnt, and then that which is bad from it is removed, so that you have that which is pure diamond or the pure gold or whatever, close quote. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa actually shows us in this hadith, using a practical example, that you have to put things through a process before you can extract the benefit um, my own example that I want to add maybe is a person who has a heart ailment or a stomach ailment under extreme suffering has to go and seek medical attention. And when they put the person on the operating table, they actually cut the blood flows. The person goes through a crisis of pain and recovery that is very, very severe. And then after that, the person is healed. The person is better, sometimes not, 
it's the will of Allah to determine. But often after the operation and you've gone through that trauma of the operation, you actually emerge out of that, you recover and you're a better person. So sometimes the good of what is happening to us is dressed up in a difficulty or in a hardship. And Rasulullah in that hadith uh, uses a very striking example of what to do. Now, what I need to say is that our daily lives that we live, Muhammad Fasih, what we have, unfortunately, all of us, including myself, uh, and perhaps even you, <laughs> um, we have gotten so involved in the dunya. Yes, we make salah, we fast, and, 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 and we, 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 we do the things that we are instructed to do. But the moment we've done that, we, we can't wait to get back to the dunya. Now we must, we must remember the closer and the more we get involved in the dunya, the further we move away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam Ghazali uses a great example. He says that if you take a piece of rope and you tie a knot at each end, and one knot at the end of the rope represents the dunya, and the other end represents obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're standing in the middle of the rope and you keep it in front of you, the more you move towards the one side, the further you move from the other side. I mean, that, that was such a great example for me. So if you move closer to the dunya, the closer you move to the dunya, the further you move away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you want to move closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does that mean? We all say we want to move closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means that we have to move further away from the dunya. The dunya cannot take such an important place in how we conduct our lives. Any one person, if you look at how you, you conduct your, uh, your life and you think of how much time you spend on things relating to your car or your house or your family or your job or how you look or your clothes, all of those things are related to the dunya and the role that you play in the dunya. And all of those things actually keep you away and take you further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So move to the side of the knot that will take you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means we have to make a special concerted effort not to get so involved and absorbed with issues that's linked only to the dunya. Uh, shukran Bilsali, um, any final words? Yeah, uh, Muhammad Fasih, um, the one thing that I want to remind all of us, when you go to the dhikr sessions that we have, and people recite Hasbun Allah wa Ni'mal Then people recite it so nicely and so beautifully, and everyone participates because they understand what the meaning is. Now we must make that a reality in our lives. If we truly trust and say Allah is sufficient for us, then it doesn't matter what problems we are confronted with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will supply the solutions at the right time. And if it is that there is no solution, then we ask subhanahu wa ta'ala to put that satisfaction and acceptance in our heart to be satisfied with his divine decree. And if we do that, then inshallah, then it doesn't matter whether things get worse or whether they get better. We will be 
secure in our iman and our taqwa, and maybe, inshallah, we will all emerge out of this with improved iman and taqwa. And shukran very much, uh, Muhammad Fasih, for the opportunity to participate in this program. And I hope, inshallah, that when we continue, we will be able to share some more ideas. Um, can I just say the last thing? I just want to make it very clear. It might well be that things are going to get worse. But if we have the right attitude and we trust completely in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it wouldn't matter to us one way or the other whether it continues for longer or not. So everything of the best to you and to the listeners out there. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. That's the voice of Bilisad Imani, author of the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body. This evening we are focusing on COVID-19 and the lockdown and post-lockdown, how we need to grapple with those challenges. And then also reflecting on how we can derive benefit from the test or this difficulty and also how we need to Understand that there is benefit even in the test or the challenge. From Mr. Muhammad Fasik Peterson, until I speak to you again, inshallah, I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and have a fantastic evening further. <laughs>